So now here I am, famous, on TV, millions of fans. And there wasn't a mall I could go to without people like, <sighs> yeah. And I didn't have any money. Hello. Welcome to the latest episode of the Bad Times Good Stories Podcast. My name is Joe Flanders. This is the show where every week I talk with a different guest about an awkward, embarrassing, or straight-up bad time from their life that uh, they're able to laugh about and hopefully have overcome. That is definitely the case with today's guest, Willie Mack. He's a comedian and actor, and this is one of my favorite episodes I've ever done. Um, I loved talking to Willie. He has an interesting perspective on things because when he was 21, he was cast on the fourth season of the super popular BET series College Hill, which was basically uh, BET's answer to MTV's The Real World. And it was a huge hit. Uh, he was on one of the episodes of that season was the most viewed thing on BET ever. He was known all over the country, knew a lot of famous people. Uh, and was broke. He was 21, and uh, BET didn't pay anything. And um, yeah, so we talk all about that and the fact that years later, um, he felt a little bit like a fraud because he hadn't earned all of this notoriety. He literally saw a posting on Craigslist for this show that was a massive hit, and he applied. And um, now he's doing stand-up, and uh, I think he's much more prepared for the success that I have no doubt will come his way. We also talk about the fact that uh, he lost his virginity, Willie lost his virginity to a lesbian, and the second time they had sex, she got pregnant. Uh, he didn't know she was a lesbian at the time, and I guess maybe she didn't either, uh, but they had a kid, and it's a pretty crazy story. So we talk about that. Um, just a whole bunch of, of crazy stuff that Willie has been through, and I hope you enjoy it. It's, it's a unique story uh, that I've not had the pleasure of talking about with anybody on this show before. So I hope you enjoy it. If you do, please do that five stars on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever they're calling it now. It is greatly appreciated. As always, you can email me at badtimesgoodstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Check out badtimesgoodstoriespod.com for past episodes, merch, and a link to the Patreon page. That's all I've got for now. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Willie Mack. Yeah, if you don't have ha half a million, you're going to get nothing. You're probably not going to get much, even That's if you have that scary. much. That's crazy. Like it's insane. Yeah, I can't even. I can't even fathom that. You know, like my in my imagination, I'm buying like a quaint four bedroom house in Columbus. Yeah, <laughs> like that's my fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> L.A. housing is even. I can't even fathom that as a fantasy. I'm just like, well, that'll never happen. <laughs> I um like I buy tax lien properties. Me and my brother. Mm -hmm. Like I bought a three bedroom, two bathroom, and I just paid the person's taxes off, and I own the house. $19,000 for that house. Wow. I put maybe $30,000 into it. Mm -hmm. And like, it's a, it's a legit house in like a decent neighborhood. Yeah. Where is this? This is in uh, St. Louis. Oh, in St. Louis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's like, I, I don't know, man. Yeah, I, like I said, I can't, especially Venice Beach now, because what I've realized, the way gentrification works, like I looked up a picture of the 1950 Compton. Mm-hmm. And it was all white. Compton used to be all white. Like that's if you look right. Up. That's right. Yeah. And uh, Venice, the the way it looked, that's why it's so small and like pushed together. They used to be the hood because it was it was swampy. They didn't they didn't clean the swamp out of Venice for a while. Oh, and, I you know. know. As black people get money, they like we want to move next to the white folks. Right. So everything just started to switch. Wow. And I was looking at a house in uh, Venice, just looking, not like looking. Sure. Looking. Sure. Yeah. And it was like a two-bedroom house, two-bathroom for $7,900 a month. They, they I guess the person's renting it out. So, and, and I'm thinking in my head, someone's looking at this house and it's like, perfect. Yeah, that seems reasonable. $7,900 for Seven. a two-bedroom? Yeah. 
not even on the beach. Like it was like maybe five blocks from the beach. Sure. It's like you can't even say, oh, well, it's a beachfront property. No. You have nothing. Yeah. You just got the crazies. Your view is just the the Venice crazies that walk around at night. It's funny. (laughs) I was just down there uh, the other day, and I always forget that just it's like on a dime. It goes from like, you know, fun, quirky beach. And then as soon as it turns dark, it's just like, oh, Oh, yeah, (laughs) this has a different vibe to it. Very different vibe. And it's not even like a violent vibe or anything it's just odd there's yeah. just an odd vibe in venice that i've discovered every time i go i don't know yeah i can't even explain it myself it is just what you just said it's an odd vibe it's like where the fuck are y'all in the morning yeah exactly exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah just hiding out in the sewers <laughs> until it's dark <laughs> well so if you're if you're buying houses and stuff you must be doing okay i'm doing better yeah, which is re- very refreshing. It's rare that I talk with anybody on the show who's doing uh, even adequately. Yeah, so I'm what's... doing Midwest better. I'm okay, still, I'm still right. not LA better. Well, no, that's a whole that's other, a whole another better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. Uh... <laughs> In the Midwest, they'd be like, "What? You're doing everything." And mm-hmm. In LA, they like. So you, you're still hungry. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, still hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you? Are you doing commercials and stuff? I or? do commercials. Like, okay. I have. Uh, I have four right now. Two of them are running, and two of them have not ran yet. Okay. So how long have you been in L.A.? I've been in L.A. 14 years. Four. Okay. All right. I came out here chasing a girl. Like It's funny because some people got those stories. Like, I came out here to act. I came out here for stand-up. Sure. I came out here for a chick. <laughs> and uh, she was a model in St. Louis. Okay. And she's like, hey, I'm going to move to L.A. And we were together maybe a year and a half at this point. Okay. And, and I'm like, don't leave St. Louis. No one from St. Louis leaves St. Louis. She's like, no, I'm gone. And so I was like, take me with you. So I, I enrolled into school here so I could have somewhere to stay. And um, I, what ended up happening? And yeah, so she ends up not. We ended up being together only six months when she moved out here because she found out that St. Louis models and L.A. models are completely different. Okay. She was a 10 in St. Louis, but like a strong five and a half Oof, Yeah, it's such a brutal realization. Ooh. Man. So did she go back? No, she's out here now. She uh, she's she does uh, fashion design for models. So she's oh, the one okay. that dresses the models. Okay. So she's probably just fixing them up like, That's I hate so, you. It's... I hate you. Stupid. <laughs> yeah, I could have walked. <laughs> yeah that must be on one hand it's like well you know you, these are the things you tell yourself like well i'm still in the industry i'm yep. working in the modeling industry but it must be so inferior i mean she's probably dead inside now not <laughs> her but just everybody you know like you get close to what you wanted to do but yeah. then you're watching somebody else do it it's crazy. That must be hard yeah you know so wait so you guys only lasted like six months yeah we lasted six maybe a little longer than six months maybe like a year but the thing that broke us up, and it's, oh, this is so cold how she did this. Okay. So I needed some money. Yeah. And uh, naturally, I went to Craigslist where you find all the legit acting work. Oh, out yes. And, well-paying uh, jobs. Oh, very well <laughs> <laughs> Apartment. So I started doing extra work, and I signed up for extra, extra casting. Yeah. And, this is, and, I, and here's what changed my life to make me get into the entertainment industry and even changed my name. So, I did this show, uh, the Bernie Mac show. Okay. And uh, I was only supposed to work one day. And this was as an extra? This was just okay. as an extra. And I had this really big afro. I was country looking and all this other stuff. And uh, I ended up working t- like a week and a half on this show because this was when Bernie Mac was really sick. Oh, and so, okay. he had to cancel days or they kept to push shoots back. Yeah. And so, we were just a bunch of extras that were just sitting on set waiting for him. So... Kalita Smith, who played Bernie Mac's wife on this show, comes up to me. I don't know what happened or how she decided to come up to me. She's like, she, I think she was making fun of me. She's like, you a funny looking dude. Like, you country looking. Where are you from? <laughs> yeah. I was like, St. Louis. And she was like, oh, my assistant's from St. Louis. I yeah. was like, oh, really? So she brings her assistant. She's like, what school did you go to? I was like, Hazelwood Central. She's like, oh, my God, I went to Hazelwood Central. She graduated maybe a few years before me. And so we became cool. And this one time, Bernie Mac comes out and he's like, Who's this melted milk belly y'all talking to? <laughs> and he was so cool. Like, he was like the most humble, just like down to earth 
person, why yeah. he had this show. And I remember go, trying to go to his fitting room because I thought this is how you networked and whatever. Sure. And because uh, it was on a studio lot. And I was going toward his uh, dressing room. And they opened the door was slightly open, and you just saw him hooked up to all these machines, oh, like man. breathing machine. It it looked like some far out space stuff right. the way he was hooked up yeah, in between yeah. takes. And they hurried up, closed the door. And I did my research on Bernie Mac because my real name is William McMiller. Okay. And I was like, man, it doesn't sound cool on stage. But then I became a Bernie Mac fan and started watching all this stuff. And then I found out that Bernie Mac's real name was Bernard McCullen. And oh wow! He was like, "That doesn't sound cool on <laughs> yeah, stage." Yeah. So he changed it to Bernie Mac. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh snap! I could do that. I could change my name." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I started doing. I started calling myself Willie Mac, and then I added a second C on there because I don't know because I was <laughs> trying to be special and stuff. <laughs> so I did that. So now I'm making this little. I made that little money, and I was on Craigslist, and I saw this. Uh, reality show that needed uh an actor yeah end up being on it called college hill it was the bt version of the real world we were the first uh black reality show that's right when was when would this have been Ooh, i remember this, this. 2007 2008 okay yeah 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 and um it was on craigslist yeah yeah, yeah. it was on craigslist <laughs> it's yeah. so funny like that's why people keep going back because one out of every like fucking million <laughs> is something like that that's like actually legitimate uh wow that's crazy Okay, and so so you you applied. I applied, and um, this is maybe like season four, and I found out that it was shooting in the Virgin Islands, and um, my girl that I was dating at the time that I moved out here with, yeah. she found out about it. She's like, "I don't want you doing the show." I was like, "Why not?" She's like, "Because what if you become famous, and you have all these groupies, and I'm not gonna be able to handle that." She's like, "I know what this show will do to you." And I uh -huh. was like, "Yeah, right." And so I get an email, maybe like I was supposed to leave in September. I get an email end of October from one of the producers because I already agreed to do the show in like August or something. And uh, the email said, Willie, why are you canceling this show? This is so messed up. We already bought the tickets and all this other stuff. I was like, what? I'm going to try to look this up as I uh, yeah, tell please. the story. And I was like, what are you all talking about? Because I was getting all these angry text messages from the producers and the network. I'm like, I have no idea what y'all are talking about. Send me this email. So they sent me the email. My ex went into my account. And she and wasn't your ex at the time? She wasn't my ex at the okay. time. Oh, man. She's got into and your she account? E and she emailed the BT and the networks and all. She found all the emails and told them, oh. I do not want to do the show anymore. Please do not contact me. I don't want to talk about this. And just like, <sighs> so... Yeah, luckily they uh they they we work we end up working it out and I was like, no, 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 please. Oh, here, okay. Let me I'm gonna read this. Yeah. Oh uh, Mac, uh please. Uh I'm pissed. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I'll find it later. But yeah. And what was the pro while you're looking for it, what was the process like to even get on the show? So I became interestingly cool somehow with uh Tracy Edmund. Okay. Tracy Edmonds is was a babyface ex-wife, and at this particular time, she was uh, dating Eddie Murphy. Oh, okay. And so I knew her brother, and her brother was like, "Hey, if you can make my sister laugh, you'll pretty much be good to be on this show." I was like, "All right." So I, I said some little stupid jokes to her or whatever it was, and um, this is like not working. All right, fine, whatever. So. Um, yeah, so I became cool with her, and we had the the audition process. You go in there, I made her laugh, and then you had to take these like um, psych exams. Like you, you had to go see this psychiatrist. They wanted to make sure. I, at first, now looking back though, at first I thought I was like, oh, they want to make sure no one's crazy, right? But I'm like, maybe they want to make sure we were crazy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> so after we after we pass or fail this psych exam, yeah. They uh yeah they took us to the Virgin Islands and we each had a specific role and you see it like that I remember the, uh Sean coming up to me he was like hey Willie you, this is gonna be a very drama filled show he's like we we cast this perfectly like this we need you to make sure this stuff stays light and airy like okay. you be the comic relief sure yeah 
And so that's exactly what the show was. We became a hit, man. We uh we were the only season who to play on VH1 and MTV. And um we had the DVD. Like people loved us. And we were famous out this mind. So the groupie stuff was real. I'm probably I messed with a lot of chicks. I didn't <laughs> even know what their name. It was just like, oh my goodness, Willie? Yes. Here. It was like, oh yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so while I'm famous though, BET didn't pay us a penny. We didn't have any nothing, money, not a penny. We got a per diem while we were on the island of $150 a week. A week? A week. And that was enough because they like they provided the alcohol, the food, sure. and the housing. So but the $150 still. was just like, like we took a trip to Miami and it was like, hey, here's $150 for spending money or whatever. But what yeah, you 100, do for the 150 So okay. over the whole season, we probably made $1,100. <laughs> So now here I am, famous, on TV, millions of fans. Like, there was times, like, I remember being in Atlanta where people are stopping me. Like, I was signing autographs, talking to kids or, or parents and stuff or whatever on the phone for three hours. Like, I, there wasn't a mall I could go to without people like, wow. <sighs> yeah. And I didn't have any money. And I'm trying to live a lifestyle that I can't afford. Right, because I mean, I'm sure you get roped into the perception of things, and you gotta. If people know me. I need to look the part. Yes, but you don't have anybody for the part. I'm only 21. Holy shit! So you're doing all this at 21. I'm doing. So all are right. they? Are they? Are you doing all these like publicity tour? Like, uh, are they flying had, you all over the yeah, place? Yeah, that's what these were. But like, you got nothing in your bank account. Not a penny in our bank account. A couple of castmates was since they're from LA, they were still living with their parents, and. Uh, I was telemarketing selling, uh, what was it, uh, vitamins, supplements. And I ended up losing that job. Then I worked at Abercrombie & Fitch at night folding clothes. Ugh. And there were nights where, like, like if you go on my Instagram, you could like, go down further. Like I have pictures with, like, Nelly and Janet Jackson. I was cool with Jermaine Dupree. Like, I knew these folks. It wasn't yeah. like a, hey, can I take a picture with you? It was like, hey, Willie, come over here and get in this picture. Yeah. Chris Brown, Rihanna, like, when they were together. Sure. And it was like, I knew these folks. Yeah. And I had no money. Like, here's a here's a, here's a perfect example. So, they did the BT Awards at the Shrine Auditorium on uh, USC. Yeah. yeah. And um, afterwards, Nelly was like, hey, me and Ashanti are going up to the Hollywood Hills come through i'm like all right give me the address put it in my sidekick and, <laughs> and i had to take the red line or, or the bus to the red line to another bus walk up the hollywood i walked up the hollywood hills and by the time i get there nelly and all the folks that was there was like all right cool well we're about to go to marina del rey you down and i'm like can yeah. I ride with y'all? Like they didn't, but they let me. But it was like I was trying to live this false sense of lifestyle, and I end up starting to sell drugs for uh, Suge Knight's people. Yeah, and uh, because at this point I had I had no money, I had nowhere to really stay. I was calling people, "Hey, can I stay on your couch? Is it cool if calling my parents? Hey, man, I know. Trust me, this is the last time I ask y'all for some money, and I had nothing. And one of my friends who knew Suge and uh, some lines. Yeah. And um, they were like, you're going to all these Hollywood parties. Might as well sell something while you're there. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, this not me. This not me. Right. I just want to be the goofy guy. I don't want to be the, hey, anybody know where the coke at? Hey, Willie got it. And like, no. Yeah. And and I was I was selling weed and all this other stuff. Was it, was it hard? Like in the, I mean, I know when you have no money, I mean, obviously your options are limited. But was there a debate there, or were you just like, "Fuck, I just, I, I guess I got to do this." No, it was more of a, "I guess I got to do this." Right? Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Ah, uh, I mean, yeah, there was also that debate in your head, like, like if you get caught, not only are you just this regular guy that got caught, you're Willie at this time, Willie Mac who got caught. Right. It's gonna be on everything. Right. So um, the thing that stopped me from selling drugs was I was I had my cousin who was living with me, and um, he started helping me sell the drugs. What were you selling? Just weed and cocaine. Okay. Yeah. And um, one day the cops come to my door, and I was I had scales and I was weighing out I was weighing out the weed, 
And they like, do, 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 do. I'm like, who is this knocking on? And I'm right there and I'm looking at these cops. There's like, is there a band da, 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 here? I was like, no. They looked and they said, like, oh, it's 417. I stayed in 416. They're like, that's, that's across the room. All they had to do was this. Uh, they would have just looked over. Yeah. They would have seen like drugs on my on my counter. Yeah. And I was like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so wow. that, that that really messed me up. But it was me, like you said, well, that's what we said. It's like I was trying to live a lifestyle that I really wasn't ready for. Right. Well, yeah, to do all that at 21. And also, I mean, had you were you performing yet? Were you doing anything like when you auditioned for this? I auditioned. I had stand up came later. Okay, yeah. So you didn't. You weren't even on necessarily a trajectory where this was the goal. Nah. You just saw the thing and were like, "Oh, that'd be cool." Yeah. So it's not even you know like most of these people who maybe achieve that at twenty one, like you know they Nelly probably made his first record when he was fifteen or so, <laughs> you know like something that nobody ever heard, but that was always the goal. Right. So. You know, I, I think do, adjusting to that at 21 for anybody would be hard. But particularly when it wasn't the natural progression of what you were going for, it must have just been like a total just fucking crazy ass time. Yeah, it was very crazy because because uh, I was going to school. Because I, I originally was thinking about going to school to be a lawyer. That's what I really wanted to do. So I ended up getting my uh, bachelor's in international business and marketing. And then I was looking at, I think it was Western University for uh, law, but it was like 200 some thousand dollars, didn't have it. Right. And um, I don't know, man. It it was a weird time because I'm a preacher's kid as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So, but my dad's preacher story, like my dad and his uncle, those were some real thugs. Really? Oh, yeah. They were they were down and dirty. And uh, Your dad the preacher? He's a preacher now. Oh, okay. He's okay. a preacher now. He Back found in, God after the oh yeah. the down and dirty yeah, times. The, the down and dirty times. He's like, all right, I did my stuff. <laughs> yeah, I got to balance it out here. <laughs> yeah, I got to balance this out. <laughs> For every 10 kills, I got to do 10 years of service to the Lord. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, it, it, I don't know, man. So, I was like, I could be like my dad. And then, uh, like, I'm not him. <laughs> I, was, I grew up way too sheltered to be that guy. Sure. Yeah. So was it hard to get out of the selling the drugs and nah, everything? It was just like okay. I, I was never that high on the okay. totem pole. Where yeah, it was like the only way out is through a bullet. It right. Like, yeah. It's more, <laughs> 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 more like yo, so we're not gonna make the couple hundred dollars really made. Like all right, sure, but uh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. So so, how quickly did this lifestyle just kind of deteriorate? The college hill and all this. Yeah. So what ended up happening, I got my soup, my hair souped up a lot by BET. Because they mm-hmm. were like, Willie, you're hilarious. We're going to do this other show called Return of the Mac. Because you're the most lively person. And I w- the way that I even got into stand-up was because of this college hill. Because that they, they were like, you're the funny one. You're more light and airy. Do all the radio interviews. So I was the one... Hey, what's up, y'all? This is WBX Tennessee. What's up, Tennessee? This is your boy, Willie Mack. Make sure y'all tune in to beat you. Right. And yeah. so they was like, hey, you're funny on the show. We got the uh, promos. Tell us a joke. Oh, man, I don't have jokes. I just talk funny. and You know, whatever. Right. Yeah. And I was like, I got to write a joke. Mm-hmm. So I wrote my first joke. It was super cheesy. Yeah. It was, uh, so I'm new to LA. And since I've been out here, I've been shot at four times. My place was broken into and my car got robbed. So I got that taken care of, and I broke up with that girl. And that was like my first <laughs> stupid joke. Sure. Then yeah. they, after they heard that one, they was like, I right, tell us another one. I was like, all right, I got to go back to the lab. <laughs> <laughs> so I had like two jokes that I was running around with. Yeah. And, and I had fun doing stand-up. Yeah. I wasn't funny. <laughs> sure. Like the, I quit for like three years. So I was like, this sucks. Yeah. But at this time, I became cool with a... My 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 stand up story is weird because I I'm really good at basketball. Okay. So uh, when I started, this is when the Brent Moore and the Andrew Santinos and Gerard Carmichael's was starting. We was all like the open mic, whatever. Yeah. And then they found out that the comedy store has a basketball league. Oh. And uh, let me let me show you like who this is who we used to play with. I know I have this photo that I could pull up much quicker. <laughs> so brightness up. Zoom in. Yeah. Yeah. 
like Adam Devine, garbage by the way. <laughs> uh, Brent Moore and Rick Glassman, and uh, uh, he's not in this photo, but like Lamar Morris from uh, New Girl. Yeah, like I I I had like a a, a there oh like. Here's one of the things I was telling you about. Like, this is me and Janet Jackson. Like, even that was a crazy story because I went to go take a picture with Janet and she had, like, these five handlers come out the blue. Like, she's not taking She's not taking them. Janet was like, no, that's Willie Mac. I'll take a picture with him. <laughs> I was like, oh, snap. Because she don't take pictures with, like, a lot of folks. So yeah. I, but at the time, she was dating uh, Jermaine Dupree. And oh, okay. I, I was cool with Jermaine. Right. And it was like, that's Willie. Yeah. And so when I took that break from stand-up because... In this time of no money, yeah, like when I thought my life couldn't get any darker, my cousin was living with me. Me and him get into this riff, and he punched my teeth out. And I didn't have the money to get my teeth fixed. So I'm running around with just no teeth. Like bottom top? like what? Bottom. Bottom. I'm, <laughs> I think I, I'm going to show you another photo. No, I deleted that one. Oh, so anyway, because I just sent to my friend yesterday. He was like, Willie, really, what's what happened with your teeth? Like, uh, weird, crazy thing to ask someone. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so I sent him a photo of what I looked like when that fight happened. Because the, the thing that sucks about the fight is because I whooped his ass. <laughs> but okay. he has all his teeth. So, so it looks like. It looks like I'm the one that got my ass whooped, which is never the cool way to be, man. No. No, you don't want that. Anyways, so... Uh, what yeah. were you fighting about? Is that a whole other thing? Oh, I'm going to make this short. I'm going yeah, to make yeah. this shorter. So my brother was living... It was me, my brother, and my cousin. My cousin was homeless, and he's like, hey, can I stay on y'all couch? I was like, all right, cool. So my brother was moving back to St. Louis, and I was throwing a going away party, and I invited all these girls and people or whatever, and I barbecued. And I was like, before we barbecue, let's go to Hollywood Boulevard and party at night. They're yeah. like, all right, cool. My cousin got really bad on drugs, like shrooms and LSD, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So we go party. We come back home, and my cousin took a bite out of each burger, a bite out of each hot dog and each wing. DJ, why the hell did you take a bite out of each food? Because I wanted to see if they tasted different. I was like, DJ, he's like, why are you acting up in front of all these bitches and hoes anyway? So now the women are like, we ain't no bitches. Oh, God. No and I was like, DJ, quit, man. He said, wow. Boom. That quickly. Wow. Spit my teeth out. Fuck. And it was like a year where I couldn't afford teeth. So I was like, I'm done with stand up. I don't want to be out. I'm, I'm like 26 ish, whatever. And I'm like, with no teeth, I don't want to be that dude. Yeah. And like, when you're in Hollywood taking photos with everyone, you have your smile. If you don't have your smile, like in LA, especially yeah. you got this whole thing down there missing. Yeah. So what, you're just trying to like <laughs> yeah. cover with your lip or something? Oh, I was gonna say you probably got it down. Yeah, yeah, I got it down now. You had to, yeah. So I had to save up the money for that. And the other way that I was able to get my hospital and bills and stuff taken care of, so I had to report my cousin to the police as an assault. So they took him to jail mm-hmm. in order to pay for my bills. They like, you know, if you file this claim to get your bills taken care of, he's gonna go to jail. Yeah, it's like fuck him then at yeah. this point. Yeah, yeah. So they did that, and now somewhere he's on Skid Row somewhere at this point. Oh, but yeah, that's sad. yeah. Damn. So that's the that's the teeth story. So you didn't have any bottom or you, you? How many teeth were you missing in the bottom? Three, three. So you had no bottom three bottom teeth for like a year. Yeah, I mean less than a year. A little but, less. Than, yeah, yeah, but still. Wow. And so this was a couple of years after the, the show ended and everything. A couple years but are you after. still getting recognized fairly often? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that must just, it's so crazy. You just never think, you. it's just, we're programmed to just think if you're on TV, you got it all together. Oh. And so that must have been people's expectations and like inside you have to put on this whole thing. Like, yeah, I'm the crazy fun guy. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're probably just like lacking so much self-confidence because you're missing your fucking teeth. So much. I mean, oh my God, that's just, you know, ah, oh. because even if you weren't, if you didn't have any notoriety, it'd still be fucking hard walking around without any teeth, yeah. but being recognized and then having to turn that off, man, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. So, you know, I built my confidence back up after <laughs> I got the teeth. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But then I started to make jokes about it. Yeah. I, I never really put them out there because i mean i do now like i'll take my teeth out on stage and people will look at you like you just 
pulled your head off and put your dick in it and stuff. They'd be like, what? Right. Like, people's reactions are so crazy. Yeah. But I finally found a way to kind of make light of the situation. Sure. Like, I'm like, can we just all get comfortable or whatever? Yeah. Like, yeah. And I put my cup down. I throw a denture cleaner in. I put my teeth down into the <laughs> denture. People are like, what the hell is happening? And I'll get on the microphone and be like, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was close. Never mind. I do something stupid like that. Like, I'm comfortable yeah, yeah. enough to now right. be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So once you got the teeth, is that when you kind of got back into stand-up and everything? No, it no? still took a still while took a because while. I was like... Now that I got the teeth, I want to. Uh, I started getting good at editing. Okay. So I was like, I need money. Yeah. Because I'm at this point in my life, I'm calling folks. I'm sleeping on folks' couches. I'm sleeping in my car, and um, I was sleeping on a friend's place in in Bellflower. Now Bellflower is with That's no traffic is like an hour away. Yeah. And my friend was like, finally, at the maybe this was maybe for about a year. Yeah. And my friend was like, hey, Willie, uh, I got a job for you in Burbank editing uh, videos. And I was like, all right. So to get there, I had to ride my bike because I didn't have a car or anything. I had to ride my bike a mile and a half to the train station, take the green line to the blue line to the red line to take the 750 to Burbank and ride my bike another mile and a half. Like It was a four-hour trip oh each God. time, each way. And the last bus leaving work, was at seven o'clock and I got off at seven o'clock. So I would try to sneak off five minutes early. Yeah. Ride my bike. And a couple times I missed the bus. And you know, you gotta just sleep. I learned to pack with an extra shirt because mm-hmm. I didn't know if I was gonna catch this bus or not. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so where would you go if you missed the bus? I just sleep on the bus stop. Yeah. Yeah, or just or attempt to sleep. You right. Know, yeah. Just, yeah. Wow. So how long did you do that? <sighs> That was about, I did that for almost a year. Okay. I did that for almost a year. Then my friend was like, where the hell do you stay? And I told him my whole situation. He's like, "You can, me and my wife have an extra room. You can stay in there. So I stayed there for a while. And he's like, gave me, I paid rent. And me and him, we fell out over this. So he, the wife, so I had a girl. And she was cool, great girl. They had a little kid and the little kid loved her. And uh, the the wife couldn't cook like worth shit. <laughs> okay. My girl was flawless in the kitchen, so she would make dinner for everyone and all this other stuff. And the little kid would come to my room and like hang with us. And there was a little jealousy there. So she tells her, "Your girl's over here too much. She can't come over no more." And he's like, "Max, she can't come over anymore." I was like, "All right, cool." So November, he he's from he's from UK. And uh, so he's like, hey, we're going to go back home for a month from November to December. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, whatever. Yeah. Now, naturally, hey, babe, we got the place to ourselves. Yes, definitely. So I'm going, I went to work one day and my friend calls me. He's like, maybe this is maybe like three weeks in. Yeah. Mac, Nye's over there. I was like, how'd you know that? Yeah. Well, we're looking through the baby cams. I said, what? They kept the cameras on? They kept the cameras on and saw that she was there. And I was like, baby, you got to leave now. He's like, my wife is flipping. You're going to have to leave. She wants to cancel the trip early. I'm like, so did she tell you that I was walking around the house naked and all this other (laughs) stuff? Or is she just tripping off off the girl? And she was tripping about the girl only because she was a better cook? She was a a better (laughs) cook. Is that really what this was all about? This was all it was about. And she got jealous of the how her daughter started spending sure, time okay, and you yeah. know stuff like that. But it was like, that's insane though, because nobody else was there. Who cares? Who cared? But like I said, I'm walking around naked <laughs> all the time. As the homie, he should have told me like, "Hey, hey, Mac, look, my girl's gonna keep the baby cams on, so uh, yeah, watch yourself. Yeah, keep some boxers on. Keep some boxers on." <laughs> And, but whatever. So that was that situation. And okay, so all of this crazy shit that we've talked about so far is going on. Meanwhile, from what I understand, you also have a kid. I also have a kid. So let's uh, rewind a little bit and explain. Yeah, we'll go memento here <laughs> and explain how the hell that happened. So St. Louis. I'm living in St. Louis at this point. This is before the girl that I moved out here with. Right, the mom. Uh, yeah, the the quote the unquote. Mom, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. And um, I'm working at Burger King, 
How old are you? I'm 16. 15 and a half, 16. Okay, so this is high school? Yeah, high school. Freshman year. And uh, she worked. She she ended up working there at Burger King. And at this point, I've never jacked off. I've never had sex, any of this stuff. So me and her became cool. She's a, she's she's She was tomboyish at this point. She wasn't butch just yet. Okay. So okay. she was tomboyish. And, I, and, you know, every once in a while, tomboy is cool. It felt like the homie, but it's right. a woman. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, so one day, she was, she was like, you kind of cool. I fucks with you. I was like... <laughs> I felt like the feminine one. She hollered at me. Right. Yeah. And um, yeah. so she's like, hey, I want to rub on your dick. I was like, what? Right. Because you hadn't done that to yourself I yet, even right? I shit to myself. <laughs> so she she jacks me off uh, maybe like two months into this whole Burke King relationship. <laughs> and I was like, she's the one. <laughs> I'm like this. This this is love. Like, yes, yes. You can't tell me nothing about her. I would have took a bullet <laughs> just for a hand job. Yeah. So uh, one day she's like, "Hey, um, I'm not really." She, we I end up finding out she's not really into men. Mm-hmm. She's like, "I'm by." That's what she tells me. Like, "I'm by." Sure. I was like, "All right, cool." Because this is St. Louis, and this is like 2002. Yeah. And she's so like, not... you know, you can't, you can't really be gay then. No, and no. I was like, what? It's red. It's a deep red state. And um, so we end up having sex. And second time I ever had sex with her, I knocked her up. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And, right. and so you're like 16? Uh, 16. And, like I was 16 and a half. Like, yeah, after months of the, the hand job stuff. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, it gets better. I was like, what? Better than this? <laughs> better than this? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. What do you mean? How could it? <laughs> I'm mad we sound like Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> who who instigated uh, actually did. having sex? So she oh, she, she yeah. continued the instigating. I was always the what? That's true. That's a thing. <laughs> then I found out about head from her too. She blew my mind on every level. Blew your mind, ain't it? Yeah. Exactly. And I remember the first time we had sex, it was in my dad's uh, 99 Cadillac. It was raining out. We went to this. She's like, let's just pull over here. I was like, okay, what's happening? I thought I was just getting another hand job. Sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so the first time we had sex, I thought it was a hand job. Then we did it again. I was like, fuck it. I'm coming in her. (laughs) I'm locking this shit down. Yeah. She's the one. (laughs) She's the one. (laughs) And uh, yeah, knocked her up. It, it definitely was by accident. We, yeah. I had a condom on. The condom broke, and I, I just didn't know. Sure. And uh, at first, it was like, there's no way she can be pregnant. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way God is gonna humor me. And like the second time you have sex ever in life, right? In yeah. high school, yeah. no, nah, that's not how this works. Yeah. And uh, so, but that's how it works. And um, I was so scared. I wrote. A, I was running away from home. Oof. Because I I didn't know how to tell I'm a preacher's kid. Right. And I'm right. like, I don't want the church to know. They gonna everybody's gonna talk about me. I'm going to hell. So I wrote them, I wrote my mom a letter. I was like, Mom, Dad, I'm out of here. And uh, I stuck it under the door and I was running away. And they stopped me. They was like, No, nah, we'll we'll deal with this. And I was like, Okay. But prior to that, we went to the abortion clinic because um she was already heavier set. Mm-hmm. And um she was heavier set. I'm, I'm about to show you a picture of her. She was heavier set, and she was also um, still having her period. I didn't know so, some women still have their period. Really? Yeah, some women still have their period while um, they're pregnant. Mm-hmm. So hold on, this is this that's that's the fam. Oh, okay. So abortion clinic. We went there, and we didn't have enough money for the abortion. Mm-hmm. And so I saved up the rest of the money and I gave it to her thinking that she would go by herself and she's going to do it. Mm-hmm. So my son was born in February. Mm-hmm. She tells me in December, like mid-December, she's like, uh, we're having a baby. That's like, oh. what do you mean we're having a baby? I just thought I gave you the money for an abortion. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, I, I never went and got it. And I was like, why the hell you didn't tell? <laughs> like, I'm flipping out. And, um, she found out because she was trying to join like ROTC or like something mm-hmm. like that. So they did a blood test on yeah. her. They're like, you know, you're pregnant. She's like, what? what? Yeah. 
And because uh, she wasn't really showing, like I said, she was heavier set. She thought right. we blamed it on Burger King. Like, <laughs> like you've been eating a lot of Burger King. You need to calm this shit down. And uh, nope. Okay, so how did she tell you that? A the first that she was pregnant. How did that conversation go? Uh, the way that I remember it, because it was so sure, long ago. Yeah. But it was no. She she called me. We was uh we, we it was after school, and she was like, "Hey, I went to the doctors to get." My blood test done, and I found out that I'm pregnant. What was your reaction? I thought she was lying. Yeah, like, there's no way. Yeah, you're not pregnant. like she was fucking with you or something. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, <laughs> you're the one who wanted to have sex, and now you're you know like this is all a joke. And then when we went to the doctor and she proved to me that she was pregnant, then I started doing that whole uh, maybe it's not mine, it's not mine, right? And I ended up having to tell my parents. And that's when I wrote the letter, and they were like, "No, we're gonna figure it out." I ended up getting a blood test done because my parents told me to, and uh, eh, the kid was mine. Sure. After we, yeah, after he was born or whatever. Did you tell your parents in the letter that, that, she's that she was pregnant? Or oh did yeah, you do that's, it? okay. In that's the letter. what I was telling. Right. I was like, yeah, yeah, Erica's pregnant. I'm sorry. I'll take care of this. Yeah. I'm gonna be a man now. Sure. And I'm gonna run away from home. I'm gonna leave school and all this other stuff. Yeah. But my mom woke up. Like my mom sleeps through everything, tornadoes and lightning. But something told her to wake up and check and under I guess under her door or whatever. And she caught me as I was leaving out. She's like, Where are you going? That's when I end up having this whole discussion. And yeah. she was like, No, stay here. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Nobody at the church has anything to say, they can run that by me. Sure. And it's like, All right. <laughs> and we had this whole breakdown crying moment and yeah. all this other stuff. Then the reason me and her broke broke up. Because um, she cheated on me with a chick. <laughs> well, was she still pregnant? Or no, no, she no, had no. the this kid. Is, this is that after the kid. Okay. So because uh, the way that me and her broke up, I found out that she was. Uh, now I found out that she's like she's like never really liked men like that. I'm gay. And it's like mm. what? Then what was I? A beard, apparently. Yeah. So because uh, uh, yeah, because her mom was like. You need to find a man, 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 man. Just drilled it in her. She's like, right. fine, I'll find someone. Yeah, she found yeah. this dimwit. <laughs> and and uh, so yeah, had, had my kid. And it was scary. I raised my kid exactly like how you would think someone that's 16, 17 would raise a kid. How? Like, I, this, Malcolm, if you ever see this, my bad. Like, I used to mix orange juice with z <laughs> Okay. My son don't like orange juice to this day because he thinks it makes him sleepy. Yeah. Because he's at this point, let's say he was like two or three, and he's like running around, dad, dad, dad. And yeah. you're like, Malcolm, just chill out. I got homework to do. Right. I gotta go to yeah. school. Yeah. Dad, 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 dad. I'm paying for daycare and all this other dad, dad. And I was like, ah. And I used to do that. And he you just you you see this life just leave a kid because you're not really supposed to give a kid Z Quill. No. <laughs> So it's like that. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> that was the 2003 dumb version of just sticking an iPad in front of a kid now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The 2000. <laughs> what else did I do that I look back on? I was like, Shh, like I probably killed my son at least three times. Where it's like you're holding him as a baby. And he's crying. You changed him. You fed him. You tried to play with him. He's just, eh, eh, eh. It's like, what is wrong with you? I've done it. And you, that frustration starts to build. Yeah. And that pillow is like. <laughs> it's just, looking just, pretty comfy. Yeah. yeah. Pretty soft there. Just, put, put, just put, put me over his face real quick and yeah. just. And I did it. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, you? I did it. Yeah. And it, I mean, obviously still alive. But right. It was like, just Malcolm, just shut up. I'm so sorry. Right. I'm both of us crying. Yeah. But it was God. like, I did things like that. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you were like 17, 18 at that point. Yeah, like 17. Yeah. And um, it was hard. So, But now, like, looking back at it, it was like, yeah, now I used to put NyQuil in my son's OJ. And people, sure. People would laugh. Yeah. But yeah. if I was serious, like, if I sat down one by one with each audience member, like, I put OJ in my or NyQuil in my son's OJ, you're the worst father in the world. Right. Yeah. Because I'm on stage with a mic now. It's like, right. oh, you're oh, funny there. <laughs> he's fine. You know, it's all good. We can laugh about it. He did. Oh, he's alive, ain't he? Ain't yeah, but I mean, it seems like, and you should, I mean, you know, I assume you cut yourself a break because you were a child raising one. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, 
So how involved were your like were you guys were you and the mom like living together? No, like we were never living together. She okay. was my, my son, we we were splitting mm-hmm. my son. Like I would have him a week, she would have him a week. Yeah. And all this other stuff. And me leaving to California was really hard for me. Because yeah. I, that was my boy. Like there was points in the first two, three years where I had him like all the time. Like she yeah. I probably had him way more than her. And like I remember this one time, I had him so much. He comes up to my dad's church, and I still got I still got the cut on my on my uh, hands. So she comes up to my dad, give me Malcolm back. I was like, Nah, I got him. She turns up, she making a scene at my dad's church. My mom comes down, Robert. They call me Robert in St. Louis. Robert, just give him, just give her the baby, give her the baby. I say it's no, it's my, it's my. Like give it to her, and I like gave it to her. And as she's driving off the church parking lot, she's like. Oh man! Yeah. Middle fingers. I run to her car, bam! Punch the door, punch her window in, and I put the car and get over, put the car in park. And I had blood because I had like from all the glass, right? yeah, from all the glass. Like, I still yeah. got cuts and stuff, whatever from it. Like we fought so much, and since she in her head, she's 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 a man. She she don't think like right. Oh my god! She's like she gets out the car. Come on in. Come on in. <laughs> It never came to blows. Yeah, that's but good. I, I shook her a couple times easily, but and it was not like a proud shake. It was like she she would engage because I had this big fro back in the day, and she would like grab my fro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So what? When did? What was that? Uh, when you found out she was cheating on you, did you still think like she's my person? No, at this point, I found out that uh, other women liked me. <laughs> you know that cockiness you get after you had sex, and it's like, oh, I can have sex with you. I could have sex with you. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's when I met the girl that moved to California. Okay. And okay. At, oh, well, prior to her, there was this girl that I met. It was on Black Planet. Black Planet back in the day was like the MySpace for the black dating site okay. or whatever. Yeah. And I met this girl, messed with her, and I... So here's how I even got to California. So my son mom told me I found out that she's cheating on me. How I forget how I found out. Something about uh she went on she she went somewhere and I seen like a photo or something. And I was like, where was Malcolm right here? Mm-hmm. And she's like, huh? I'm like, this ain't your place. Like I seen the photo. I'm like, Malcolm's here. I'm like, whose place is this? And she tried to lie for a while. Mm-hmm. And then she finally kind of came clean. She was like, oh, I was messing with this chick. And I was like, where was Malcolm? She was like, in the bed with us. I'm like, oh. you, you messed with another chick? Where's Malcolm now? Looking back, I feel more cheated out of than cheated <laughs> on. But at the time, I was like, infuriated. So we were both working at Burger King. I quit Burger King to work at Kohl's. Okay. And at Kohl's, uh, her brother comes to me and is like, hey, if you steal me some stuff, some shoes and some clothing, I'll put a system in your car. I was like, what? So I, I stole him some stuff. I get caught, and I need to get this other job at uh, Walmart. I did a lot of stealing mm-hmm. as a team, and at Walmart I had an operation. Though I end up I end up going to jail for this one. Ooh. And uh, I worked the truck. I found a way to lighten the load. <laughs> that year, Walmart was five hundred thousand dollars short. On stuff we were putting, I figured out a way to put Xboxes in the dolls, and I had people buying these doll boxes. They'll give us two hundred dollars. You know, the Xbox was like four. Yeah, I break off the register person like thirty, but fifty bucks. I would keep the one fifty. I on everything. Yeah. I had people walking out with sixty gallon fish tanks. <laughs> like I was duplicating receipts and everything. Wow. Got caught jail, yeah, yeah. and uh, I ended up working at this place called Churn and Shoe Outlet. And at Turn and Shoe Outlet is where I met the model, and she's like, I'm moving to California, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But I'm like, it's so crazy to think, like, if I never would have stole these clothes for this dude, I probably would still be in St. Louis. That's nuts when you think about that stuff. Yeah, all those decisions led yeah. to ultimately a good thing, I assume. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah. I'm assuming you're happy. I'm happy. Being here. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, wow. Anyone, any one slight change of a decision would have mm-hmm. been a completely different Willie Matt. Yeah. William McMiller. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Um, well, we're, as we're kind of wrapping up, I have a few quick uh, follow-ups. So, you know, you said your dad had a different life before he was a uh, preacher. 
was that something that he talked openly about with you or was that kind of like let's no, not we don't talk op- about it. it's open yeah like he, he talks about it in his sermon which is cool because you get a lot of pastors that act like they ain't ever seen a day in their life my right. dad's like oh you didn't want to cross me and my brothers back in the day like his his coming to christ story was him and my him and my uncles lived in california so before my dad was a pastor back in like the 70s my dad pushed heroin and LS angel dust from LA to Seattle. That was his territory. Okay. Him and my brothers, our yeah. uncles. And uh, my uncles end up going back to take over Arkansas. That's where I was actually born. Oh, okay. And um, my dad was riding up to Oakland to kill someone. And uh, he meets the guy and I guess the gun didn't go off. Told him like one of those long, I'm doing long story short. Yeah. So it was like lucky. This is your lucky day. Get out of here. And he gets a phone call from my brothers, my uncles, and they were like, hey, we need you back in Arkansas, blah, blah, blah. So he goes back to Arkansas. And my dad used to like listening to church sermons while he got high. He's like, they were like bedtime stories. Huh. So he would get high and listen to it. Like, oh, Moses was crossing the wrist. He's like, that's crazy. <laughs> Whatever. So he he's living with my grandma and or his mom. And some pastor comes in. Knocks on his door and like, hey, Willie. And he freaks out, throws the blind or whatever. And he's like, oh, you scared me. He's like, yeah, guys don't come back like this one day. And you never know, know when your turn is either. Right. And made him like, oh. he's like, come to church with me. Dude, my dad went to church with him. Met my mom, who was a choir singer. And they ended up getting together. And he stayed in the church. Became a pastor. I was born. We moved up to St. Louis. How does one become a pastor? Do you just say, like, is there classes he had to take or is he just like, I'm a pastor now? No, no, no. <laughs> you know what I want to do today? Preach. <laughs> no. Uh, my dad always, even in his his hey, 70s heyday, yeah. he always had a generosity about himself. Yeah. So when he was at church, he was always, I guess, helping the old ladies and driving them to church and then the, he's witnessing the folks. And someone's like, hey, you're pretty good at this. Uh, mm. You want to preach a sermon? Yeah, all right, cool. Like my, I my dad wasn't a great pastor. For this kind of like stand up comedy. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So like I remember like there was sermons where my dad would pray for someone, but it was still like a very gangster prayer. Yeah. It was like, oh, the devil stole my joy, and then like, and my dad would be like, he stole your joy. Well, we gonna run up in the devil's house and steal his joy, steal the joy back, whether it's through a Bible or a three fifty seven. It's like, it was are like, you talking Ooh. about shooting the devil man? <laughs> I don't, I don't I don't know the devil well, but yeah. I'm sure he's bulletproof. <laughs> but it was like those type of things that he would do. It was like, like or he'll get mad and then be like, what? And like you're seeing like oh, Pastor McMillan. He's like, oh yeah, I am. A pastor. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of how that ha- that whole little story. Happened. So you mentioned uh, also, it seemed like you were kind of late to the party as far as like masturbating and sex or any of that. Was that because of the the environment you grew up in was it like a religious thing? It was very much the religious thing, and they sheltered me because my dad knew what he got into, so he right. tried to prevent. Like I didn't get to go trick or treating, I didn't get to go oh, wow. to kids' birthday parties or anything, which makes this whole jack off thing was like, oh my god, this is amazing, or the whole me now being a famous celebrity and I'm around all these people. Like I didn't know how to act at all. Yeah, like all oh, this is new to me. Like I just seen Nelly's video. Now you telling me come. Let's do this. I got the, hey cocaine for everyone. Like I, I made no money selling drugs because I gave so much away <laughs> trying to fit in. Yeah, right. And right. Uh, so that was so that's kind of how that was. I was sheltered. Yeah. Was there a lot of shame that came with like getting somebody knocked up growing up in that environment? Like, did you not or was as it not? much as I thought it was going? It wasn't as bad because my dad had a kid early. My okay. dad had a kid at like twenty. Okay. I was more ashamed because there were scenes in College Hill where, like, I broke the bed having sex on TV. Yeah, what was the... Sorry, but what was the show... I mean, was the show just about a bunch of, like, single people, single attractive people in a house? It was the real world. It was just the real... Okay, cool. So you broke a bed? I was broke a bed having sex. And, of course, some of the church members are, like, watching this. And they'll go up to my dad. We seen your son on BT drinking and breaking beds. But how you preaching about this? But your son is acting like this. Yeah. And it was like, it was a lot of that. My my dad just kind of put it out there. It was like, my, I can give my son all the tools. If he wants to build something else, right. that's on him. Sure. Yeah. And so people kind of backed away or whatever, because they yeah. also know he's Mr. Bible 357 guy mm-hmm. as well. 
So um, sure, yeah, they're not going to question it too hard. <laughs> okay, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> you don't want to get prayed for, do you? <laughs> oh no, not the prayer. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> um so what was it like i mean i assume eventually like the invites from nelly stopped or did they not i oh, mean i assume it was like a stopped. big rise and then a, a drop off fall. right a so what fall. was that like i mean what did it did it feel like you just like i went i got, got thrown off the roller coaster i became very depressed yeah i would imagine I remember at hitting up BT like, hey, this is maybe like three years later. Yeah. I'm like, hey, can I get some BT award show tickets? There's like, no. I was like, I don't even mind taking a seat filler tickets. Like, just let me get to go. I'm 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 Willie Mac. One of them, they hit me back and said, Willie, you're not relevant anymore. And that hurt. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I did all your promos. I was y'all told me y'all was gonna give me a TV show. Right. Cause they I, they end up changing management and all the the right. development people are different. Like no one gave any damn about me. Yeah. So at that point, I lost my I lost my, out of sight out of mind. Like that was the time I went up to Chris Brown maybe like a few not a few years ago maybe like five six years ago. I was like Chris and he's like, like he it was that thing like I know you from somewhere and I was right. like, oh this sucks. Yeah. And no, you're not booking any work. You lose your teeth. You're homeless. And I'm like, I'm I'm at this point right now. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even want to be here. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's so much easier just for the silence because you don't think of it as killing yourself. You're thinking of it as just like I just want the voices to stop. I right. just wanted to be quiet. Mm-hmm. But then uh, it was one of those things where you start to realize like I have a son. God, that'd be sucky for him. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, all right, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll put this away for now. And then it's like, all right, I'm just going to fall in love with stand-up. Yeah. And that's what it was. Like, after that dark period, I was like, I'm going to talk about my life. I'm going to talk about having a butch baby mom. I'm going to talk about having a 17-year-old son. My son's now out of high school. And it's like, I'm going to talk about these type of things. And this is going to be my new release. Yeah. And that's how I met everyone and I'm here. Yeah. Wow. And so now you're, yeah, you're full on stand up, right? Full on stand up. Yeah. And doing commercials and stuff. Yeah. And Flipping home. You really kind of overcame all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, when you say overcame, like, I, there's still a struggle. No, no. I, yeah. I don't yeah. mean, yeah. Yeah. I'm everything's on, I know just, you might know, but I'm on everybody. Like, sure. there's still, there's still a struggle. There's still those days where you'd be like, why am I doing stand up? There's no money in this. Yeah. But then you fight, realize that it's just the passion and the love of just being up there making people laugh. Yeah. Yeah, that goes a long way, yeah. you know? Yeah, you might have those thoughts after a bad show or something, uh-huh. and then you get up there a couple nights later and kill, and then it's like, oh, this is why I'm doing this. Yeah. You know? Wow. Well, that's... that's that's You've been through some shit. I've been through some <laughs> shit. <laughs> Did there, was there ever a realization, and maybe this is just the way that I view these shows, but um, now that you've kind of, you know, you've you're, you found your purpose and you're doing all this, um, did it ever feel like the first time around, that fame wasn't really earned or anything. It was just like, oh, okay. Like now, if I get it again, I'm gonna, I will have earned. Oh this. my goodness, yes, yeah. That me being on college, it was a complete fluke. Me sure. looking up on Craigslist for just some. I was looking for money, right? Yeah, and end up getting no money but the fame. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. So there was a lot of that. It was a lot of I didn't what this this ain't like no one else this easily comes into this type of fame like this. And so now when you lose everything, now you're trying to build it back and try to reach that same audience or whatever. And uh, you can't. And so now it feels like this next time I'm going to work harder. I'm going to earn this fame. And now I know what to do. And then once I get to that stage, I'm going to be like, hey, BT, is a nigga relevant now? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to say so bad. I can't wait to sit there. Am I relevant now? I want to yeah. say that. Yeah. That's my motivation. Well, I hope you get to say that sooner than later. Yes. <laughs> thanks so much for coming on and talking about all this, man. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, this is this is a lot of fun. Yes, definitely. That was the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I really, I really did. I enjoyed it in the moment. I enjoyed it even more when I was editing it. Um, just a, a really fascinating story and somebody who uh, has been through a lot. And uh, you know, he's, he's some high highs and low lows. And uh, it's always cool to see 
people kind of bounce back and reclaim their life in a way. So uh, if you enjoyed it, five stars on the uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, what have you, would be greatly appreciated. Uh, for all things Willie Mac, you can follow him on Instagram at Willie Mac. That's W-I-L-L-I-E-M-A-C-C. Two C's there because he's just that cool. That's all I've got for now. So until next Wednesday, keep laughing. <laughs>